Welcome to the Pastor Philip Butcher Podcast. Pastor Philip is an anointed teacher of the word and a healing evangelist. He's a pastor and founder of Livingstone's Family Church, a vibrant church transforming the lives of many people across the world. Be blessed as you listen to this message. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for your presence and your anointing. Thank you for your power that is with us. We pray, Lord, that the heavens will open over us. We pray that you speak to us. We pray that you move us to our next level. In the name of Jesus, have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap of as you take your seat. Oh, is someone excited to be in the house of God? Are you excited to be in the presence of God? If you are excited, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible tells us that God has laid a table before us. Amen. A lot of people are happy when they are going for a banquet. A lot of people are happy when they are going for a feast, isn't it? A lot of people are happy when they are going for a wedding and they are going to serve food. You know, Ghanaians like food at weddings. <laughs> you know, I came across a, like, is it a meme or a funny clip or whatever. Um, the World Cup, then they were making an announcement that they are, serve, they are serving Sobolo at a certain joint. So the Ghanaians should move over there. And the Ghanaians were moving towards the place that they were serving the Sobolo. Even in Qatar, Ghanaians want free Sobolo. So Ghanaians like food. Isn't it? But we must have that same attitude when we are coming into the presence of God. That when we are coming into the presence of God, we must see that God is, lay, God is setting before us a feast. Hallelujah. God is setting before us a banquet. So we must come with that expectation. We must come with that enthusiasm. We must come with that joy. And when we come like that, you see that God will satisfy you in Jesus' name. I see God satisfying you in the name of Jesus. I see God touching you in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us that the Lord appeared to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of God. Via the word of God. So, brothers and sisters, anytime the word of God is being shared, anytime the word of God is being spoken, what it, anytime the word of God is being preached, what it means is that God can appear to you through the word. So, if you can be alert and sensitive, you'd experience a divine encounter. Hallelujah. You must, you must purpose in your heart that when you are coming into the presence of God, you, you want to be changed by coming in God's presence. You want to be different when you come into God's presence. You want to receive a word of God that will change your life. How many of you want, how many of you feel that you, you need a change in your life? How many of you want an improvement in your life? You want, you want something to move you to the next level. And can I tell you what, would, what will move you to the next level? Is the word of God. The word of God is what will move you to the next level. The Bible tells us that we are clean through the word which God has spoken unto us. So when you hear the word of God, you know what the word of God does? It cleanses you. It cleanses you of doubts. It cleanses you of fears. It cleanses you of insecurities. It cleanses you of worries and anxieties. There are many times you can go through the week and you feel, you feel the burden of worries and anxieties coming upon you. Have you ever experienced that sometimes that some days you can wake up and you don't that you don't know what there's it's not like that anything has gone bad or you have heard some bad news or something, but you just wake up and you are sad. Now, has it happened to you before? You just wake up and chale of a mobile. Oh, you know, I said, Oh, sorry, and now 
it will cleanse you from the worries and the anxieties and the sorrows. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap, offering. The word of God, the Bible tells us the word of God also strengthens us. Amen. The word of God strengthens us and the word of God empowers us. So I don't, I don't want you to take the word of God for granted. I don't want you to take the preaching of God's word and the teaching of God's word for granted. And the way by which you can let the word of God work for you number one have an expectation have an expectation you know when the word of god is being preached then you are even speaking in tongues when the word of god is being preached then you are listening attentively when the word of god is being preached then you are looking out for the rhema word the word that will change you the word that will transform you the word that will lift you up amen when the word of god is being preached you have to open up your heart to receive it you have to receive the bible said that we should receive with with joy the engrafted word that is able to save our soul. So, when you are hearing God's word, you must be excited about it. Amen? You must be excited about it. Is someone excited about God's word? Are you ready for the word of God? Tell to the person, I'm ready for God's word. Tell another person, I'm ready to be changed by God's word. Hallelujah. I'm excited to bring you the word of God today. I'm excited, but people are not excited. I said, I'm excited to bring you the word of God today. I, I believe that God's word will change your life. Amen. I, I believe that the word you are going to hear will change your life. I believe that it will move you to your next level. I believe that the word will do you good. I believe that you need this word more than you need one million dollars. You need this one more than one million dollars. Amen. You, you need this one more than you need your beloved. <laughs> Amen? Yeah, you need it. You see, because this word, it will give you what, whatever you want. The word of God is, will bring it to you. Amen? So if, if, if somebody is believing God for money to marry, I'm telling you, what you need is the word of God. What you need is the word of God. Amen. Maybe somebody, you need money to take the lady out. Or you need money to do some show. Monday is a holiday. You have to do some show. At least take, take her out for lunch. You know, some people, there are some guys who deliberately turn off their phone. <laughs> so that it will be like it's a good excuse. But it's not like that funny. Money don't take there. <laughs> but I'm saying that the word of God is what will bring money to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, the word of God will bring you joy. The word of God will bring you peace. You know, the word of God has the word of God has an intoxicating effect. Do you know that? The word of God has an intoxicating effect in the sense that when you read God's word and meditate on God's word, it has a way of numbing you to the problems of this life. 
it has a way of you know you know when you see a drunk man a drunk man is not concerned about the problems of this life he's not aware of the problems of this life isn't it the word of god that's what the bible says that we should be drunk with the spirit when you are drunk with the spirit by taking in god's word then you become numb to the problems of this life you become unconscious to the problems of this life hallelujah and i want to encourage all of us let's let's give ourselves to god's word praise the lord some people they don't read their bibles there are some christians who don't read their bibles there are some people it's a long time they read their bibles oh tell the person tell the person change change tell the person why like this Meanwhile, do you know, how many of you know that this year we are supposed to read the Bible, the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelations? As a person, where are you in our project of reading the whole Bible? <laughs> how many of you sometimes you see that they post their reading plan? <laughs> So when they post a reading plan, do you look, do you see where you are? <laughs> Some of them have read three chapters of Matthew. Hey! So I say, help me, Lord. But these same people, they can watch movies. They can watch series. These same people, they can sleep a lot. These same people, they can converse with friends. These same people, they can, they can be there, then they just did. They just did. They are not doing anything. You call a person, Charlie, what they go on? Oh, he just did. How, how far? Oh, he just did. If you say, Charlie, he just did. Not to do anything. He's not working on any project. Make, working on, he just did. He just did sit down there. He just did. Oh, don't give such an answer. Tell a you don't give such an answer. That you just did. Why you just did? You just did like how? Before, before they do something, before they before be productive, amen. amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's go into the word of God. And uh, we've been learning about going deeper in our walk with God, amen. And that's why I said that is the most important going deeper in our walk with God. You see, you can in this, this life is such that life this life can cause you to chase after a lot of things. And when you look at people, people are chasing after a lot of things. People are chasing after money. People are chasing after projects. People are chasing after titles. People are chasing after women. People are chasing after men. People are chasing after degrees. Some people are chasing after visa. Some people, their prayer topic all the years have been visa. I knew a certain guy, you know, his, 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 his uncle was in, a, I think his uncle was, I forgot, Switzerland or so. Uh, no, I think Norway or Switzerland. Then every day when we meet as Christian brothers to pray, after prayer, they will ask, so who has a prayer topic? Then this, every day, this guy, but your person said, me wafa, me wafa, or Switzerland, or time now, or family call. So, okay, they will pray. Then next week, we meet for a prayer meeting again. All right, so, who has a prayer topic? Hey! Every day! That was his prayer topic. 
But you know what? Eventually, God heard his prayers. <laughs> his wife has come to take him. May God hear your prayer request in Jesus' name. May God answer your prayer in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But you see, God wants us to go deeper in our work with him. The most important relationship you can develop in this life is not your relationship with your, your lover, not your relationship with your best, not your relationship with your beloved, not your relationship with your boss or your employee, not your relationship with your neighbor. The most important relationship you, you have to be. All those relationships are important, isn't it? But I'm saying the most important one is your relationship with God. And that is what we are learning all through this month. You know, it's God's, it's God's desire that all of us will go deeper in our work with him. God wants us to experience him more. God wants us to love him more. God wants us to know him more. God wants us to enjoy his presence. God wants us to get close to him. How many of you want to get close to God? How many of you feel that God wants to get close to you and you too want to get close to you, to God? So we need to respond to that call. Amen. There's a call that come deeper, come deeper. You know, the Bible tells the book of Revelations, Revelation chapter 4, the Bible says that the, the John, the revelator, he heard a voice. He said the heavens were open. He heard a voice and the voice said, come up hither. So God was calling him up. God was calling him to come up so that God can have a closer walk with him. And for all of us, I'm, I'm telling you that God wants us to have a closer walk with him. God wants us to have a closer relationship with him. Hallelujah. And that is why God has given us this, the theme for this month, going deeper in our work with God. Amen. Amen. And I, I'm looking forward to hearing testimonies. That's what I want to hear. Will, will you make me happy? You, you see, you don't make me happy. You, you, don't make me ha you don't make me happy if you bring money. It is not what will make me happy like that. Money will pass. Bible says that money has wings. It will fly away. Can't you see that money comes and goes? So money doesn't really bring happiness like that. You understand? Or you think money brings happiness? <laughs> money brings happiness, but it's not permanent happiness like that. You understand? Yeah. Hallelujah. So it's not so much the money or whatever it is, but Charlie, when you when you are growing in your work with God, when you are growing in your relationship with God, when, when you are becoming more enthusiastic about God, more passionate about God, it, then it makes me happy. Amen. Amen. When you are reading the Bible, when if somebody can come, testimony time, someone comes to say, oh, I want to thank God this, this whole week I was able to read the chapters assigned us. Then, you get what I'm saying? Will you make me happy? If somebody comes to give a testimony that, oh, I, I want to thank God this week, this whole week, I was able to wake up every morning to have my devotion, to have my quiet time with God. Wow. Somebody can come and testify that, you know, I want to thank God. I, 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 had, I had a burning bush experience like Moses. Amen. If, if someone comes to testify that, I want to thank God that this year is like my love for God is becoming deeper. I'm not so concerned about other things. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about God. I'm able to spend time in the presence of God. Wow. 
these are the things that make me happy. Amen. Amen. These are the things that make me happy. Isn't it? And so if it makes me happy, it means that then it makes God happy. Hallelujah. So we thank God for the miracles. We thank God for the healings. We thank God for the job opportunities, the breakthroughs. And we, we are happy for all those things. But the one that makes us most happy is when people are growing in their relationship with God. Are you ready to grow your relationship with God? Are you ready to love God more? Are you ready to enjoy God's presence? Are you ready to seek God's face? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap, friend. The other day I was saying that, I, I, some time back I was asking that, when was the last time you wept in God's presence? Not when you came to church, but in your, in your closet. You see, sometimes when people come to church and they are weeping, sometimes it's the nice music and the instrumentals and challenge. Sometimes when you go to some of the nice churches and things, then the lights are the, the lights are dim and flashing and things. So challenge. sometimes some people when they are crying, like, you see the, the light has passed their eyes, and so it's making their eyes blurry. <laughs> you get me? Support to like nice worship that is soothing, is making them cry. But be in your closet. And then, you know, you are worshiping God and then you are crying. As a parent, when was the last time you cried in God's presence, you alone? As a, as a person. Oh. When was the last time you cried? Me, I want to thank God. Now I've become very emotional in God's presence. I can be in God's presence and I'll start crying. I'll kneel down, lie down and be it's a, it's a powerful thing, though. You get me? And do you know that when you cry in God's presence like that, do you know when are, the tears are coming, then there's an angel that, do you know what happens? There's an angel that takes the tears in a bucket. Can I show you the vision? When you are, when you are weeping in God's presence, you know, it's, it's, it's like words. So when you are weeping in God's presence, an angel comes to take your tears. And then your tears, your tears are because your tears are like prayers also. So when the angel takes your tears in, then the angel in a bucket or a pail, then the angel will pour the tears in a book, like an open book, an open book like this. Then the angel will take the tears and then pour the tears in the book. Then when the angel pours the tears in the book, then it becomes a writing in the book. The tears will become a writing, and then it becomes a writing of your your heart's desire to God. Hallelujah. Your heart's desire as inspired by the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of God is the one, it's like you can't talk, you can't express what you want to express in words. And so that's why it comes in tears. Amen. And it's a, it's, it becomes a letter, it becomes a love letter to God. So when you cry in God's presence, when you shed tears, am I preaching? Do you like that message? Yes, this message is for somebody who. Yes. When you shed tears in worship in God's presence, I'm not talking about the tears that somebody has. Some people, when they go, into, when they are crying in God's presence, someone has broken their heart. I'm not talking about that one. <laughs> I'm talking about when you are loving God. Praise God, you get me? When you are loving God, Lord, I love you. you are saying, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. 
sent a love message to God. So I'm asking again, when was the last time you sent a love message to God? <laughs> As a friend, when was the last time you sent a love message to God? But some people write love letters. They send love WhatsApp messages. Baby, I love you. Baby, I'm missing you. Baby, I want you to be by my side. <laughs> Baby, I want you to keep me warm. <laughs> but they have never told God that God, I love you. Today, may you repent in Jesus' name. Are you going to repent? Are you going to tell God that you love him? Are you going to cry in his presence? Amen. Alright, let's go into the word of the Lord. We've been looking at certain examples and learning from certain examples what we can do in order to love the Lord. Amen. In order to love God, in order to get closer, to get deeper in our work with God, our relationship with God. And all of us will bear witness, will bear me witness that, <clears throat> I keep on saying it through this, this month, that there are different levels in relationship isn't it? There are different levels in relationships. So when you take a husband-wife, there's, there's that level before they became husband-wife, the relationship moved in different phases and different levels, isn't it? And so, and you, and you realize that for a relationship to move to the next level, there's a certain kind of commitment that is required. A relationship will not just move to another level or will not just move to a deeper level if certain things are not done. You, you get me? So if somebody knows a lady like as we are here right now you, you can know and you can know somebody here isn't it you know people here but you yourself know that your friendship or your knowing of the person your friendship is at a certain level it may not be deep it may be deep but what is it that there's some things you can do to make it deep there are things that you can do to move the the knowing the person to becoming friends with the person so as we are in church right now we know each other, but you may not be friends with somebody, isn't it? So you just, after church, you just greet the person and you go. And the whole week you not talk to the person. You, you just greet the person and you go. So it's at a certain level. And then now you can now start talking to the person more, you know. So now I realize now there's a term, what's the term they say? We are talking. 
Isn't it? Isn't that what people say? We, we, are, we are talking. Like if I ask people that, oh, so um, is there any gentleman in the pipeline? Is there any lady in the pipeline? If I ask something, they say, oh, um, for now, we are, we are talking. <laughs> we, are, we are talking. So I ask the vendor, say, are you talking? <laughs> Some people have not even got into the talking stage. Hey! <laughs> but, but when they say we are talking, what does it mean? It means that, oh, like the conversations are increasing. The talking is becoming more. They are talking and they are talking to get to know each other more. You, you understand? They are talking to get to know each other more and to, to know, to see and in the talking, they will know their compatibility. So it is the talking that will move the move it to friendship and it is the talking that it will move it to bestie bestie you get what I'm saying it's the talking and it's the talking that would now move it to um, will now give the gentleman the awareness that oh it's time for me to propose it's time for me to propose are you talking? Are you talking? <laughs> Amen. So you, you have to do something. You have to be talking. You know, you have to be talking so that the relationship can move on. It's the same in our relationship with God. We have to be talking to God. Are you talking to God? Are you speaking? So when you, the talking phase is also like the knowing phase. You get to know the likes and uh, dislikes of the person. So when you talk to God, you get to know more about God. Hallelujah. Amen. So we, I want to give us some examples. We've been looking at certain examples of people that they grew in their relationship with God. They got deeper with God. And then we want to learn from that. Amen. And I believe that it's a powerful thing. Tell the parents it's a powerful thing. Hallelujah. Today I want to talk about let's open about Esther 4 verse 13 to 14. I want to talk about Mordecai and Esther. Mordecai and Esther. Can you quickly give me Esther 4 verse 13 to 14? The Bible says that look at what it says. It says that Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace you will escape when all other Jews are killed. Verse 14. If you keep quiet at a time like this Deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Now we are seeing in this account. We are seeing in this account that we know that Esther had become queen. And then there was somebody called Haman. Haman plotted to kill the people of God. To kill the Jews. To completely annihilate them. And then Mordecai, who was Esther's uncle, got to know about it. And Mordecai sent a message to Esther that, Esther, this is what Haman is plotting. Haman is plotting to kill and to wipe out all the Jews. And you too, you are a Jew. So do something about it. And Esther went like, she doesn't know what to do. And then Mordecai was like, that's what Mordecai told her that, Charlie. It is possible that God has made her a queen at this time. So that God will use her to bring deliverance to the people of God. But if she is quiet, God will by all means raise deliverance from another source. But then she and her household will be destroyed. 
So I was a messenger. And when you read the account, Esther decided to do something about it. Esther decided to pray, decided to fast. She went to see the king. And then eventually, you know, the people of God were spared. And Haman, who had actually plotted to kill the people of God, the Bible said that it was Haman that was actually killed. Amen. Now, what is the lesson for us from this account? The lesson for us from this account is that we need to realize that anytime, so in this case, Esther had a position and her position allowed her to speak for the Jews or to speak for the people of God, isn't it? Her position allowed her to be a blessing to the people of God. Her position allowed her to defend the people of God. Brothers and sisters, the lesson for all of us is that, you know, God will give you a certain position. God will give you a certain blessing. God will give you a certain um, job. God will give you a certain grace, a certain blessing. Why would God give you that grace and blessing? God will give you that grace and blessing, not for your personal benefit, but so that you can be a help to the people of God. Amen. So Esther, God made Esther a queen so that she can speak for the people of God and through her, deliverance can come to the people of God. Why do you think God has made you a managing director? Why do you think God has blessed you with a house? Why do you think God has blessed you with a car? Why do you think God has given you money? Why do you think God has given you strength? Why do you think God has given you, God has made you the CEO? All these blessings that God has given to us, any, all these blessings, we have to begin to look at how can I use these blessings, these blessings to help the work of God? How can I use these blessings to help the people of God? You have to think about it. And you have to use the blessing you have received to help the work of God, to help the people of God. Hallelujah. So maybe you are, at a, you are a manager at a certain place. It's a blessing and a position God has given you. And look at using that position to help the people of God and to help the work of God. Maybe you have a car. God has blessed you with a car so that you can use it to pick people and bring them to church. What do you think? God has not given you the car. You know, some people, when they have a car, then they just like to move around. When they're in their house, then they just, they just want to go out. I've met some people like that. They want some place to go because they have a car. But God didn't give you a car so that you just be moving around. God didn't give you a car so that everywhere you are there, Accra Mall, you are there, this place, Dungeon Mall, you are there, West Hills Mall, you are there, Achimota Mall, uh, where again? What are the joints that people go to? Everywhere you are there because you have a car. Some people can travel from, from Tema to Dansoma to buy watching. Some people, some people move from Accra to Takra to buy watching. They drive from, Richie, do you know that? They, say, they, they drive from Accra to Takra to buy watching and come back. To buy watching. <laughs> but that's not why God gave them the car. God gave them the car so that they go and visit the sick. God gave them the car so that they go and visit church members. God gave them the car so that they go and visit church members and pick them up for church. God gave them the car, or God is giving us cars so that, you know, before we come to church, and we, we, we leave the house at 8.30 and go around and pick people so that by 10 a.m. people are in church. That's why. Amen. Do you like the message? Now, so Mordecai told Esther that if she does not use her position to help the people of God, this is what God said. God said that 
help will come to the people of God from another source. So brothers and sisters, when you have a certain blessing, don't think that if you sit on it, you know, it is the work of God that will be deprived. No. God will always raise another person. God will, God will always raise another help from somewhere. But look at what he said. Look at what Mordecai told Esther. He said that, but if she does not help the people of God, he said God will raise help from another place, but she and her household, they'll be destroyed. Oh. So when you're in a position to help the people of God, he said, he said, by you and your relatives. He said, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. By you and your relatives will die. So it's not just you, but the relatives. But what it means also is that when we do good, when we use our position, we use our resources, we use our grace, when we use those things eh, to help God's work, eh, what it means also is that we and our household and our relatives will be blessed. Amen. Are you ready to be blessed? Do you want to be blessed? Do you believe that God is going to bless you? Do you believe that you have that blessing in your life so that you can be a help to the people of God? You can, be, you can contribute to the work of God. Amen. So sometimes you have some skills. Like during the health outage, we had medical people coming to. It's, they are using their skill for the work of God. The technical people are using their skill. Ushers are using their skill. Designers, the media team are using their skill. Instrumentalists using their skill. So, because they could have been using it in the disco. You know, so they can be using it to run some movements. <laughs> Hallelujah! But as they are using it for the house of God, for the work of God. That is, that, is, that is what brings God pleasure. God is happy. And then God also releases blessings. May God release blessings in your life in Jesus' name. May God help you in the name of Jesus. May God cause you to be desirous of building the house of God. May you have a strong desire, a passion for the house of God, for the things of God. The Bible tells us about King David. You know, you know, the, you know what the Bible says about King David? Do you know the difference between King David and King Saul? Do you know that when King Saul was king, the Ark of the Covenant was somewhere. And Saul never bothered to bring it. When he was, all the time that he was king, he never bothered to bring it. But David, when David was a shepherd boy, even before he had become a king, when he was a shepherd boy, he was always thinking about the Ark of God. He was always thinking about bringing the Ark of God into Jerusalem, into the temple. He was always thinking about it. So the moment David became king, he set out to bring the Ark of God. That was one of the first things he decided to do, to bring the Ark of God. Because he was thinking about God's presence. Amen. He was concerned about the things of God. And in, even after that, eh, David, one day David went to the prophet and told the prophet that, he said, he said, look at what David said. He said, David said to the prophet, look at me. Look at how God has blessed me. I have my own house. But the Ark of God God doesn't have a house. So I want to build God a temple. Wow. Can you see David's mindset? And that's why the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. David was thinking that, look at him. He there, he has his house. But God doesn't have a temple. And he was like, no, I want to build a temple for God. 
Is there somebody here you can decide that no, you want to build a temple for God? Amen? You want to? Is there somebody that you, you just put in your heart that no, you should just enter that one day I want to buy a, a, a bus for missions. Wow. Isn't that wonderful? I want to buy a bus that when we are going for camp meeting, we all sit in the bus instead of renting a bus. Is it powerful? Hallelujah. And that was David. David. And David decided, to, even, even when God said that no, he will not build a temple, the sons of not build a temple, still David saved a lot of money for the building of the house of God. Amen. Give the Lord a clap of faith. I'm teaching you about going deeper in our work with God. You know, sometimes people like the teachings on money and prosperity and success. Isn't it? People like it when we are teaching on um, 23 steps to excelling by the age of 23. Isn't it? How you can be a mil- 30 steps to being a million- millionaire by the age of 30. Or oh, you want me to preach on that one? <laughs> People want that one. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I'm talking about going deeper in our relationship with God. And we've looked at Esther and Mordecai. Now I want us to look at another Bible character by the name of Silas. Let's read Acts 16 verse 27. Acts chapter 16 verse 27. Acts chapter 16 verse 27. The Bible says that, is that the account? Alright, you can go to from verse 25. Or maybe verse 24. Acts chapter 16 from verse 24. Amen. Alright. I think that we have to go up some more. Amen. Can you, can you get to where they were put in prison? Acts chapter 16. Okay, let's, let's read verse 25. It says, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. How many of you know Silas? How many of you have heard of Silas in the Bible? How many of you know anything about Silas? So today, you've gotten to know about Silas, isn't it? Tell the parents, today you know about Silas. How many of you know about Moses? How many of you know about Elijah? How many people know um, Zafanat Pania? <laughs> How many of you know Zafanat Pania? It's in the Bible. <laughs> How many of you know, um, I told you, Obedidom? Alright. So there's somebody in the Bible called Silas. And Silas was a companion of Apostle Paul. And what I want to ask to learn from Silas, that would help us go deeper in our work with is that Silas, when Paul and Silas went to preach the word, the, the, the town people got angry 
And so the town people beat them. And it caused it brought about like a riot or a commotion in town. So because of that, Paul and Silas were put in prison. And that's why he's saying that at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Now, Silas was a companion to Apostle Paul. Silas was like Apostle Paul's assistant. And one of the what we are learning from Silas is that we must, in order to go deeper in our work with God, we must be supportive to the man of God. Amen. Amen. We must decide to be supportive to the, the man that God has sent to us. Or the man of God that God has placed in our lives. Amen. Amen. So in this account, Silas was working with Apostle Paul. He was preaching the gospel with Apostle Paul. And then as they were preaching the gospel, they were caught. They were mocked. They were beaten. They were lashed. And then they were put in prison. But you know what I'm saying? That Silas was supportive to the man of God. When they went through all this, Silas did not get angry with Apostle Paul. Some, some assistants, some assistant, they would have gotten angry with Apostle Paul. That why have you brought us to preach the word? And now that we are preaching the word of God, we have been beaten and we have been put in prison. Troubles have come to us. So some, some, if, if, it was, if it was somebody, the person would say that troubles has come to the person because the person was following Paul. Isn't it? If there was somebody and they... Okay, let me not say it, but that's what they would have said. And a certain companion would have said that, ah, when I, since I started, you only trouble has come. If I was at my place, Charlie, I'll be free, but I, I followed you to preach the word of God. They have lashed us, they have beaten us, and they have put us in prison. But Silas was not like that. Silas was still encouraging Paul. Silas was still standing with Paul. Silas was still supporting Paul. And look at what the Bible said. At midnight, Paul, when it was midnight, Paul said to Silas, let's wake up and pray. When Paul said to Silas, let's wake up and pray, you know what Silas did? Silas also woke up to pray. When your pastor calls you to pray, do you wake up to pray? Are you like Silas? When your pastor is having morning dew, do you wake up to connect to the morning dew? Better to be like Silas. Be like Silas. Amen. Amen. So when Paul woke Silas up that they should pray, Silas woke up to pray. And even though they were in prison, Silas decided to pray with Apostle Paul. And then after that, Paul was like, Now let's sing praises. So Silas decided to flow. Amen. As they were singing praises, Silas decided to flow. So when you come to church and we say that we should sing praise and dance, sing the praises and dance. What do you think? There are some people when they say you see, then they are stiff, they are in their, they are in their corner. But meanwhile, they are not like that. When they are watching movies, you can see how giddy uh, giddy they become. When they are arguing and fighting, you can see how they'll be. But when some, some people when they come to church, then they are diplomatic in church. Are there some people like that? They look like angels. Quiet, humble. Where's, where's see them eating watching, you see? Yana menyame kukomu. 
Silas, he decided to flow with Apostle Paul. When Paul said that, let's wake up and praise God, Silas decided to join in the praises. And he was singing praises, singing praises. So, the way by which you can go deeper in your work with God, brothers and sisters, is to decide to be supportive to the man of God. To decide to flow with the man of God. What does it mean to flow? To flow means that you are agreeable. To flow means that you are an, an easy companion. You are, a, you are a flowing companion. Like Charlie, if we say that, let's do this, then you are doing it. If we say, let's do this other thing, then you are doing it. Let's pray, then you are praying. Let's, let's worship God. Yeah, we are worshiping God. Let's praise God. We are, we are praising. Let's read the Bible. Yeah. That, that, this is a person who flows. Amen. And when you flow like that, you see that you go deeper in the work, in the work of God. So, so, so let us learn to flow with whatever activities the church is doing. What do you think? Yeah. If the church, Charlie, services at 10 a.m., decide to come at 10 a.m. If we say that, Charlie, we are doing praises, decide to pray, decide to dance. Am I preaching? Do, do you like the message? If we say that, Charlie, let's go on evangelism. Decide to flow and go on evangelism. Let's visit people. Decide to flow and be part of the visitation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Tell a person, decide to flow. Decide to flow. Tell another person, decide to flow. Decide. Hallelujah. And when you do like that, then you see that you be, your relationship with God will be going deeper in your relationship with God. You're going deeper in your relationship with God. Hallelujah. If we say that, be a cell member or be a shepherd. Just flow and be a shepherd. Flow and be a sermon. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap of him. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap of him. Oh, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. You want to wave your hands to God and thank him for his word. I want us to be on our feet. to pray that you go deeper in your work with God. Today is the last day of the month. How has your relationship with God been like? Have you gone deeper in your relationship with God? In your work with God? Are you experiencing more of God? I want you to lift up your hands and pray that, Father, may I go deeper in my work with you. Father, may I experience you more and more. Father, may I know you more and more. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Pray for an experience with God. Pray for an encounter with God. Pray for an experience with God. Somebody lift up your voice and pray. Pray that Father, let me experience Father, let me experience Lord, may I experience an experience with God. You want to come to that place where you love the Lord. You want to come to that place where 
you can weep in God's presence. I want you to come forward. I want to pray for you. You want to, you, want, you feel like this. You want to break free from whatever it is that is preventing you from going deeper in your walk with God. I want you to come forward. I want to pray with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. To love the Lord more. To desire Him more. To experience Him more. To see him more clearly, to love him more dearly, to follow him. Anyone else you want to come forward quickly? I believe that there are some others that you want to go deeper in the walk of God. You want to you want to love the Lord more. You want it to be said that you walk with God. You want that testimony that you walk with God. That you walk with God. Those in front, before I pray for you, I want you to talk to God first. And tell God that God, reveal yourself to me. God, let me go deeper in my walk with you. Let me go deeper in my relationship with you. As they are praying, all of us, let's lift up our voices and pray. Father, I thank you, Lord. Thank you for sharing for God. I pray that you take him deeper in your walk with God. May he know you more in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for Fabula. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Take her deeper in her walk with you, God. May she know and experience you more. Lord, I pray for you, Lord. By this oil, may he receive grace. To love you more. To go deeper in his walk with you, God. In the name of Jesus. Receive the anointing. Oh, receive the anointing to go deeper. Receive the anointing to love God more. Receive the anointing to experience God more. I pray that may you have a burning bush experience. May you have a burning bush experience. In the name of Jesus. May you come to that place where you realize that all other ground is sinking sand. May you realize that Christ is your all and in all. In the name of Jesus. Oh, may you have an experience with God. May you have an encounter with God. May Jesus be the lover of your soul. May Jesus be your all and in all. In the name of Jesus. May you love God. May you know God. May you experience God. May you know God at first in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. May you have an encounter with God that will alter the life, the trajectory of your life. That will bring you to that place of intimacy with God. An experience with God. An experience with God. Father, I thank you for your people, O oh God. Lord, you are the one that can reveal yourself to them. I pray that you reveal yourself to them, O oh God. Lord, give them a new heart. This is what the Lord is telling me for those of you in front. God says that he's giving you a new heart. He's giving you a heart that pants after him. He's giving you a heart that seeks after him. A heart that is thirsty for him. A heart that is hungry for him. A heart that yearns for the Lord. Receive the heart in the name of Jesus. Receive the heart that pants for God. Receive the heart that longs after God. Receive the heart that desires God, more of God. Receive the heart that is, that is yearning for God. Amen. That is hungry for God. Oh, Jesus. May your 
heart go after God. May your heart go after God. May your heart go after God. Makadaba sota bradaba.
God is prompting you to worship Him. God is prompting you to sing songs to Him. I want to encourage you that you respond to Him. Amen. I want to encourage you that you respond to Him. Hallelujah. And as you respond to Him, realize that God will take you deeper. Many times we don't respond to God when He's calling us, when He's knocking on the door of our hearts. But may you receive the grace to respond in Jesus' name. May you receive the grace to respond to God, to respond to the love of God. In Jesus' name, have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Hallelujah. Someone give the Lord a clap of friends. How many of you are going to love the Lord more? How many of you are going to worship the Lord? How many of you are going to serve the Lord? You are going to, you are going to enjoy God's presence. You, you desire to be in the presence of God. You desire to be alone with God. Some of you, God is telling that He's receiving the grace to wake up in the night. When every other person is asleep, to wake up in the night and worship God. Some of you, God is telling that He's taking back to park prayers. Some of you used to pray on the park, but you have stopped. But receive the grace to go back to pray on the park. To wake up in the night because you are looking for Jesus, the lover of your soul. Amen. Some of you, God is bringing to the place of singing more to Him and playing worship songs. God is telling that for some people, you had a powerful play, worship playlist that you used to play and, and sing and be in God's presence and cry in God's presence. But you, you no longer have a playlist again. But God is saying that go back to that playlist. Remember how certain God for someone God is telling you, God is speaking to you to tell you that go back to those songs that used to touch your heart. Those songs that used to make you feel the presence of God. Those were the songs. You have stopped listening to those songs. Now you are listening to different things. Some of the things that we can't sing their gospel songs. <laughs> Maybe they are motivational songs, but they're not, they're not spiritual songs. Amen. And God is saying that go back and listen to those songs. Those songs that could usher you in the presence of God. Go back and listen to them. Amen. And uh, you begin to have encounters. You begin to have encounters. Somebody listening to what I'm saying. Somebody ready to do it. And there's some songs that used to make you feel the presence of God. And you have stopped listening to them. God is saying that go back. Go back and listen to them. It will, when you start listening to them, it will make you like God. You sense God's presence. The anointing will come with you. Hallelujah. You begin to love the Lord. You begin to love the Lord more. And as you love God more, you will be energized. In your service to God. Hallelujah. You know what God is telling me? That as we begin to love Him more, God is telling me to tell you, as you begin to love Him more, all the challenges that look like giants and mountains will become level. They'll become level. Because God has become great in your life. So those mountains and challenges will just become little. Amen. But it calls for intimacy with the Lord. Fellowship with the Lord. Hallelujah.
God is telling me, I, I'm prophesying. Can I, can I prophesy? God is telling me to tell some people that for some people, like, it's the friends you have in your life that are making you spiritually cold. Certain friends and acquaintances, people that you hang around with, they're the ones that are making you spiritually cold. So you have to separate yourself from them. Amen. You have to separate yourself from them. And as you separate yourself from them, you begin to realize that, wow, the presence of God is coming more and more. And, and the Lord is saying that for some people, so you say, there are some people, they say unnecessary things with their mouth. They say, they use their mouth to say wrong things. And they use their mouth to say unnecessary things and wrong things. That's what's affecting their relationship with God. And God is saying that, let it everything that you see that you have to say. It's not every bad thing that you have to say. You understand? Yeah. And as you do that, um, God is going to reveal himself to you. God is going to bless you. Amen. Is somebody ready to give a testimony that a person cried in God's presence? Oh, I'm not seeing people being ready. Is somebody ready to write a love letter to the Lord? Somebody ready to you somebody you come to church and they say that this whole week is like God has been my everything. I've not had the interest to talk to people, I've not had the interest to watch movies, I've not had the interest to even sleep. All I've desired is to be in God's presence. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Alright, give the Lord a clap of friend. Give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you for listening to the message. We believe you were blessed. Kindly subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages from Pastor Philip. Shalom.